Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, hello, my Bravo Believers. Happy 2022, Tians, guys. And welcome to another episode, fresh new episode of the year to Bravo East Coast Housewives. I'm your girl, Kim, and you know what, Yins, guys? I hope you had the most amazing time with your family and your friends, whoever you spent the holidays with. I hope it was fabulous. I had a great time with my family. Uh, a lot of a lot of laughter, a lot of hot chocolate, a lot of champagne, champagne, bring the champs, baby. It was just a really, really nice time, and... Yeah, I'm happy that 2022 is here. Happy to leave 2021 and 2020 obviously left behind us. Totally ready for a great year. This is literally going to be the year. A lot riding on this here, people. This should be the best year of my life. Now, why are we saying that? Well, really, why am I saying that? I'm saying that because I am going to be turning 35, yes, in March. Big deal. Why is it a big deal? Because 35 was my basketball number way back in the day when I thought I was going to be this WNBA star and shit. So I just have a lot riding on this year. So I'm really hoping that it's going to be a great one. But you know what? I'm thinking optimistically. And yeah, it is going to be a great year. So going from my personal life, let's get into Bravo because I have to say Bravo right now is it's okay. I mean, I'm not loving it as much as I have been in the past just because the certain shows that are on, I'm not vibing with. The only one that I'm really, really vibing with, maybe two, obviously Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Holy yes, they are doing the thing. The ladies are killing it, crushing it. Yes, bring on Salt Lake, baby. The OC... I don't know. It's nice that Heather's back, but honestly, I feel like this season, which by the way, I think I read somewhere that now Noella, who is what I thought to be a housewife now because of the whole divorce thing with her crazy ass husband who's in Puerto Rico or whatever, like hiding or something. Now she's going to be demoted to friend of. So it's interesting. I'm not really loving the OC because I think really the only storyline right now is the Noella drama because it's it's pretty heavy so eh, it's okay but the other show that I kind of am digging right now and I think the premiere was like last week uh million dollar listing LA Josh and Josh that's actually really cute I am enjoying it very much and I look forward to the next couple episodes I think it's only like a six a six episode thing so but bring it on Josh and Josh I am a Josh flagger all the way. Altman, eh, he's okay. But the the only thing that's really gotten me a little upset about this show is if it is in fact true and Frederick Eklund from Million Dollar Listing New York, but we all know that he moved to LA, right? If he did leak the information out about Josh Flagg leaving uh, Rodeo Realty to go to his company, which clearly I forget the fucking name, even though it's like a huge thing, whatever. Obviously, I'm not in uh, realty. But if he really did do that, I'm going to be really upset because I really do adore Frederick, too. So we'll have to wait and see. 
if that's actually a thing and that is true. Hopefully it's not. But I'm going to talk about since my shows, my East Coast bitches are not on right now, except for February 1st, honey. Look forward. Real Housewives of New Jersey is coming back. I'll talk to you guys a little bit about that from the trailer that they released back in December. But there are some things in what the Bravo world, Andy Cohen especially, so why don't we get right to that because I have a lot to say. So first off, I don't know what Yin's guys did for New Year's, but I just stayed in at my parents' house because, you know, I was staying with them. I was staying in with my mom and dad and my dogs And we just turned on, honey, CNN. I never watch the fucking news. And uh, I probably should so I can be a little bit more uh, educated with what the fuck is going on out there because it's a shit show. But I did tune in CNN New Year's Eve with Anderson Cooper and Andy Cohen, baby. I look forward to that every fucking year. It is literally, if you were to ask me, That's probably when the ratings of CNN go super duper high, just because our king, Andy Cohen, is on there. I'm sure a lot of other people at CNN are probably like, fuck you, bitch, you're wrong. But I'm not. (laughs) Okay. So, for Yin's guys who did not watch the New Year's Eve hang with Anderson Cooper and Andy Cohen, it was great. I enjoyed it thoroughly. I started at 8 o'clock and I ended it at 12.30 because that's how long they were on. And you know that I was going to stick around with my two guys to hang with them and drink with them by myself with my parents. Yes, it was a good time. Now, things that I learned from those four hours of hanging with them. I still am obsessed with Anderson Cooper's laugh. I just adore him so much. I want to be both of their friends. It's the most ridiculous thing. I still want them to basically be like Dolores and Frank. Can you guys just get married already? Like it's killing me. But we all know that that's not going to happen. But they're going to be in each other's lives forever. And I'm obsessed with that. Now, not only did I learn about a few new drinks that I want to uh, try and discover on my own, One was a Japanese drink that Andy was talking about. Let me look at my phone here because I I put it on. I put it on my browser so I can go to the liquor store and get that shit. One is called Donata Tequila. And this is not a sponsor thing, even though, hey, Yin's guys, uh, Donata, if you want to sponsor me, hello, shout me up, okay? Now, I want to try that. But then there's this other uh, drink, and it is the Japanese uh, Mujin. I probably said that wrong, but it's some sort of vodka or something like that. But Andy said it was really, really good. There are three different kinds. One's called AI Light. It's light and crisp. I think that's the one that I want to try. Or the classic mixer. And then there's the 10-year-aged special reserve. So I guess you put this in, you can have it on the rocks or you can put it in vo- or in something. I'm not really sure. But I want to try it because Andy said it was really good. And Anderson even said it was like water. So yes, I'm definitely going to try it. So I learned about those two drinks. And I also learned that <laughs> – 
Andy was not a huge fan of Mayor Bill de Blasio for the mayor of New York City, honey. No, he was not. He went on a little rant about it. So not only that, he did do some shade at uh, ABC and Ryan Seacrest. Now, because of all of this crazy shit with the de Blasio comments and then the Ryan Seacrest ABC Rumors in the Radar Online mill and just a bunch of other places too, like Reality Blurb. I don't know if it was on Reality Blurb, but like uh, Page Six and all that shit. Rumors were spreading that Andy, because of all that shit, he wasn't going to be returning at next year's New Year's Eve hang with Anderson Cooper. Someone from CNN said that, but then... What ended up happening was another, I don't know if it was the same CNN rep, but basically what Radar Online put out there as far as him being fired, they fucked up. That's not true. I found on E! Online, a CNN rep responded to someone at E! News. They said that Andy is coming back next year, and he definitely said some things that he shouldn't have, which was really, they were addressing the ABC Ryan Seacrest thing that I'm going to say in a second. But then they also said that they're looking forward to whenever he's coming back. But you know what, CNN, as I said before, check your ratings. I'm sure they went fucking sky high because he was hosting. Just saying. Obviously with Anderson, too, because they're fucking two peas in a pot. I fucking love them. Now, the things that Andy said, this is the thing that he said, I quote, um, from from the taping of the show. So he says, quote, there's a bunch of smoke coming from Ryan Seacrest's group of losers that are performing behind us. Apparently, I think it was Journey at the time. And then Cohen continued to to talk shit. And, uh, you know, Anderson Cooper then was like, <laughs> he was laughing, of course, trying not to because he's probably like, holy fuck, this is my job. Like, chill the fuck out. And then <laughs> Andy gets back up and he's like, quote, and I mean, with all due, if you've been watching ABC tonight, you've seen nothing. I'm sorry, but it's true. You know what? I don't know why CNN is coming after Andy. I don't think Andy's wrong on that. I'm sorry. Who who Who's watched Ryan Seacrest's New Year's Eve part things? I don't think, no. I, do, I just don't know if people are tuning in much anymore. I mean, Ryan Seacrest is kind of old news, if you ask me. American Idol isn't in anymore. It's out. You know, The Voice, The Masked Singer, all that shit. Things are getting updated. That's all I'm saying. People were watching CNN. Clearly, I have a huge bias for Andy Cohen. No shade to Ryan Seacrest, though. You're doing your thing. Way to go. These articles also said, like, Andy was getting more drunk by the hour, which I think was true, but I definitely think that was more true for Anderson Cooper, (laughs) because I think towards the end of the night, he just couldn't even talk anymore, basically. He was just laughing at anything that Andy was saying. It was great. I loved every second of it. CNN needs to calm the fuck down with the whole ABC comments, like, chill the fuck out. Like, Disney owns everything at this point. So (laughs) I just, first of all, I don't even know what that meant, but that's really kind of true. Disney basically owns everything, if you think about it. Now, I also did see that Andy did say on his Sirius XM radio show that the one thing that he regrets doing that New Year's Eve thing with Anderson, the only thing that he regrets is what he said, was slamming Ryan Seacrest in the ABC thing because he said, Ryan's a good guy. I shouldn't have done that. That was wrong of me. But that's the only thing that he apologizes for. I mean, the de Blasio thing, he's firm on it. And I'm just saying, I don't blame him. 
He's feeling what he's feeling. I'm not a resident of New York City, so I don't really fucking know what's going on there. But, you know, he's passionate. I adore him with his passion because everyone should be passionate about something. Now, with that, we're going to go to old news here of What the Bravo. This is, I don't know, a couple weeks old at this point. But James and Raquel from Vanderpump Rules are no longer engaged. They have broken up. There was a good public, or not a public apology, but a public breakup thing for all the fans and shit to read. Both the same picture, I believe, and both the same exact headline. So whoever their publicists are, unless they do it themselves, which they probably don't at this point. It was the same exact wording. And uh, they're totally, you know, they're like, oh, we love each other, da da da. Just we want different things. We blah 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 blah. But they're no longer together. I wonder why they broke off the engagement. I also read somewhere, or I heard from someone, that this particular thing that happened between the two of them will come up in the reunion. So whether they are broken up during the reunion or they're about to break up, I don't really know, but I feel like we're going to see a little bit of it from what I've been hearing uh, on the streets, if you will. My thoughts on why they could have broken this shit up. My thoughts, Raquel was getting sick of James trying to control her. We've seen this season that James has been really vocal about what he wants Raquel to do and, you know, like with a whole penis straws or whatever. He's just a little controlling, much more so now than he was in the past. And I think only now because he's dealing with his sobriety and now he's trying to like kick off weed from his life. And that's like another whole thing that he has to like wrap his head around along with um, the alcohol that he's been how many years sober at this point? Maybe I don't I can't remember the the timeline here. But I feel like because he's letting go of those two things that have been so present in his life, maybe this is where the controlling issues are starting to happen between him and Raquel. So I'm thinking she's like, nope, had enough of it, can't deal with it. Or, or another thought of mine could be, or question in my mind, could James have relapsed? I don't No, I hope not for his sake. You know, he's been doing a really good job of, you know, self-exploration and all that kind of shit. So I hope not. But I'm wondering if that could potentially be a reason on why they are no longer together as well. Now, I'm not out here to say that he did. So I don't want people to be like, well, Kim said, no, 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 no. My thought is, could it be that he did that? I am not sure. So I guess we'll see. Maybe we'll see at the reunion with what they taped. Now, let's go to OC News. Vicky's ex, Steve Lodge. I don't know why. Every time I hear his name, I just want to say his name like Steve Lodge. So Steve Lodge, him and Vicky are no longer together. However, now the dude is engaged to some other woman. Okay, and check this. This guy, Steve Lodge, He's 62 years old, and he is now engaged to a woman who is 37 years old, okay? Also, mind you, this happened three months after he and Vicky split up, and Vicky's 59, just saying. I think this is gross. Why did this happen? Who is this 37-year-old bitch? I don't know who she is. First of all, I didn't love Steve. He kind of seemed a little eh to me. So, 
you know, obviously Vicky is kind of hard to deal with if you, you know, I wouldn't want to be with her. She's too much to deal with, in my opinion. But she's great for TV, honey. Bring her back. Loved it. Yes. Now, I don't know. I just feel like it's weird. 62-year-old with 37-year-old. Like, what's she trying to do here? Does she know him because she just randomly met him? Or has she watched the show? Is she a Housewife fan? Suspect to me. I'm not sure. But that is the news in the OC. Now, in Roni news, yes, uh, I do have to say, guys, it's about Tom. It's about Tom. Tom D'Agostino, yes, is now engaged again. Okay? He got engaged in Palm Beach exactly five years after him and Luann got married. I'm just saying, that's fucking weird. First of all, it's fucking weird that that happened, but I still think it's fucking weird that Luann got a fucking apartment right across the street from Tom's old apartment, and she could see when he's, like, that's weird. However, Luann did come to the freaking press public, whatever you call it. She came to the streets, let's say, and she did say that she's happy for him, that she hope he's well and all this kind of shit. She did say, though, and I think she, I I honestly feel like she's right on this. She feels that that whole experience with her and Tom allowed her to really break into her cabaret career. And I agree with her. I really, really do. She said that she took lemons and she made lemonade. She was not like Bethany and she did not take lemons and make tequila margarita. Is that what she said in her tagline? I can't remember. But I know it wasn't lemonade. That was a Shannon Bedore thing. Obviously, if the Tom thing and her did not happen, she probably wouldn't be doing cabaret. I agree with that. So, you know what, Luann, you keep doing you. Viva la ziva. Happy New Year to you. Oh, love it. I really do need to see a show of hers. Yeah. Mm. I'd love to go. I wonder who I should go with. I got to think about that. Now, in other East Coast Housewives news, the Real Housewives of New Jersey, holy fucking yes, February 1st, yes, at 8 p.m., yes. <sighs> Saw this on E! Online, a bunch of different shit. However, they dropped the trailer, I think, sometime in December. Maybe I'm just a little fucking late with it. Sorry. Ugh. But from the trailer, you see that there is some drama stirring between Jennifer and Bill Aiden. Holy fuck, is their marriage going to end? Because I don't know what she's going to do with her plastic surgery shit that she does all the time. How is she going to get her fillers? How is she going to get like a new ass and shit? How is she going to do that stuff without Bill? I don't know. Another thing. This chick named Tracy Johnson. She is introduced to the women. She is going to be not a housewife, but a friend of... She is the wife of former NFL player Tiki Barber. I don't know who the fuck that is, but NFL people, I'm sure you do. Now, oh yeah, shout out to uh, Big Ben for retiring the other night. Just saying, uh, I'm a Pittsburgher. Even though Big Ben is kind of a piece of shit in like life life, he did some cool things for the Steelers. That's all I'm saying. So with that said... This Tracy person and her husband, they're going through marital issues. It, it seems from this trailer that there are a lot of marital issues that are happening. It also seems from production standpoint that Jackie and uh, her husband Evan are having some shaky issues as well. So we will have to see what happens with that. Not only that, Teresa now is caught in the middle between her brother and Gia 
because she's defending you know her ex-husband who's a piece of shit Joe Judice we all know that shit so it seems as if Joey Gorga, right, uh, Tarzan and, you know, his dick Tarzan and shit. The older episodes were on today. I was watching it. So Joey Gorga saying some shit about his, uh, you know, ex-brother-in-law. Rightfully so. I would too. He's a piece of shit. Gia doesn't like it, obviously, because it's her dad, right? So it's at the end of the day, it's still her dad. So she's having like a little bit of beef with her uncle. And Teresa's like, shit, I'm, I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place here. So we're going to have to see how that turns up totally looking forward to it and then we see an engagement happen between Teresa and her beau Louise and a big blowout happens with Teresa and Margaret about this whole thing Margaret is saying that he is a car salesman basically he's like too good to be true he's doing all this shit but he's probably got like some skeletons in the closet well honey forget the flipping of the tables you know why because we are throwing plates and drinks across the tables now honey because Teresa's not having it and she's calling Margaret shit at this Nashville bar or some shit so I'm excited about that So the trailer was amazing. It seems as if there is a physical altercation that happens between Jennifer and Melissa. I do have to say, I am not surprised by that because we've seen those two women have issues season after season, and they're like petty shit too. So I wouldn't be surprised if something physical actually happened between the two of them. So we'll have to wait and see. My last little thing that I want to talk about is uh, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Most recent episode was really, really lovely. Just want to reflect on a few things here. So let's go on and, uh, you know, they're my Real Housewives uh, of the East Coast right now, even though they're super not East Coast. But Real Housewives of Salt Lake City here. So this episode was pretty interesting. I did enjoy the fact that we were able to see Whitney kind of re- launching her new brand or the change she's changing her brand name from iris and bow beauty to wild rose beauty so it was kind of cool to see in this episode her transition process with heather helping her out like preparing the goodie bags and all this shit hearing about how they put their entire savings in this whole marketing thing so a lot of pressure too by the way whitney like i don't know if i'd do that shit like holy fuck your whole savings account oh Now, as Whitney's doing this rebrand, you're seeing all these different meetups, if you will, with the girls. They're all reflecting on the hang that Jenny threw for them in the park, uh, sharing her uh, culture's cuisine and all that shit. It was really, really nice. Uh, It was a nice idea, but we all saw that it was kind of a shit show during that episode, but it was still super great. Now... All of them are reflecting about that last meetup with Mary and Jen. Mary was saying some crazy shit. Jen was being emotional with her whole arrest and all this kind of stuff. And obviously the whole slanted eyes thing came up from Jenny, rightfully so, because that was so fucked up shit, Mary. Like, come on, Mary. What the fuck is wrong with you? (sighs) So... That happened last episode, but obviously it was spoken about this current episode. Now, Meredith and Mary meet up, and they're talking about all this shit that happened at Jenny's uh, friendship hang, girlfriends hang. You know, Ramona Singer wasn't there, but they were the bestest girlfriends. They're also talking about, which I thought was interesting, uh, Lisa's allegiance, really, like, Who is her ally? Like, who is Lisa with? Is she with Jen or is she going to be with Meredith? It's almost like, what side is she on? 
Obviously, we're seeing that Meredith and Lisa, they're not seeing eye to eye. Meredith is still butthurt over the Brooks thing with Jen. She is not on Jen's side. She gets really angry whenever she goes to these events and Jen's invited when she clearly said, I thought I said to not invite me if Jen is invited. So, you know, she's still butthurt about that shit. (sighs) I think eventually you just got to move on, honey. We also see that Lisa's son, who looks like he's 12 years old, apparently he's, I don't know, in prom years. So what is that, junior, senior, whatever. So he looks like he's 12, but his date actually looks like she fits the mold of a prom date. So that was interesting. And then we see Whitney and Heather getting ready for her rebranding launch party for Wild Rose, and they're packaging all these fun little goodie bags. I just have to say, I want a fucking goodie bag. I've never been to, well, I've never really been to, like, this launch party of, like, whatever, where they would give goodie bags. But, like, I want to be invited to one of those things. I want to get a goodie bag. I want to get a re-gift of Christian Louboutin shoes from Mary Cosby. Yes, I will take that. I'll be like Heather, and I will fucking not question my integrity, but I will because I know that Heather's like, maybe I shouldn't question my integrity because I would... I mean, I know that Mary's an asshole, but I would keep the shoes. Heather, I would keep the shoes too. Thank you. And don't question it, honey. Your integrity is great. I love the fact that you would keep those shoes too because so would I. So while they're getting ready for the Wild Rose thing, Heather and Whitney are questioning. Like, this is weird. Why are Meredith and Mary so chummy at this point? Because they weren't really like that last year. And we all know that Meredith kind of knew that Cameron guy came up to her and said something about the church. So I'm wondering, like, one, is Meredith a little scared of Mary with that whole thing about, like, her potentially fucking up someone's life if you come after her and her church? I don't know. But Whitney and Heather were like, I wouldn't be shocked if Mary had something to do with Jen's arrest because we did see her say, oh, I can't go to uh, Vail with you guys in the bus. I have to do blah, 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 blah. She didn't end up going. Did she know that this was going to happen and that's why she didn't want to get on the bus because she knew that Homeland Security and shit were going to come get Jen? I don't know. But then they were like, maybe Meredith knows something too and she tipped it off to Mary and then Mary did, I don't know, all of this shit. So basically the conspiracy theory is that Meredith and Mary knew something about the whole Jen thing and that's why they didn't go on the bus. Is that true? I don't know. But I want to know because that shit is good. Like Meredith, oh, you don't want to mess with her. Mary too. But like Whitney and Heather, they are doing their fucking dirty work research and I am loving it because this is what we all need. And since that whole thing With Meredith and Mary being super chummy, now Lisa is going after Mary for whatever reason. It's like, I don't know. I think Lisa is like a flip-flop friend. I think she's here and then she's not here. It's like whatever bodes well for her is when she's going to be on your side. And then if it's not, then she's going to be like, peace, bitch. Have some Vita Tequila. Ah, is that what her company's name? I think it is. Then you see a really nice moment between Jen and her mother. Uh, They're at her house. And Jen was like, you know, this is the time where I'm supposed to be taking care of everyone. And, like, you're coming back and you're taking care of me. And then her mother just said something that I feel like is true with all mothers. She was basically saying, how can I be okay when I know that you're not okay? So I'm going to do everything that I can, which isn't a lot, but I'm going to do everything that I can to help you. That was a really nice mother-daughter moment. And I think a lot of mothers can 
can relate to that with their children. Um, I'm not a mother, but I can definitely relate to that. So I thought it was a really heartwarming moment, and I'm really glad that we were able to see that on screen. And it was really a raw moment. And then the Wild Rose Beauty launch is happening. Jenny... (laughs) comes up to Heather they're at the bar or something she's like yeah I got this bag of the shoes I'm gonna give them back to Mary and she's like why are you gonna give them back and she's like well it wasn't genuine for one and those shoes weren't meant for me anyways they were supposed to be for Jen so I don't want to (sighs) re-gift Jenny I would take that re-gift like I would totally take that re-gift but it said it seemed as if she said in her confessional that in her culture, like, the whole re-gifting thing is fucked up and you don't do that and it's, like, disrespectful. So, you know, for that, I completely understand. Um, me, on the other hand, I would take that fucking gift. Like, those Louboutin shoes, I if, they, if I couldn't fit in them, I'd sell them. That's all I'm saying. So, like Heather, I'd be taking the damn shoes. <laughs> and Heather's like, you're going to give them back to her here? And she's like, yeah, I'm going to be straight up. Yes, Jenny, you're a firecracker and I love you. This is so great. The only thing that I was really upset about, Meredith, that whole feather frolic thing that you were wearing, ew, gross, take that back wherever you got it from. It was terrible. I mean, it literally looked like some five-year-old like glued the feathers on the fucking jacket. Like I just couldn't. It was ugly. I did like the color, but the whole ensemble was gross. Ew. Now, I thought it was interesting that Jenny took all of the ladies aside, which was great. I mean, you you don't want to do this shit in front of everyone, but I'm wondering why it had to be here. Like, why couldn't you just call the women up after the whole little party the next day and just be like, hey, I want to sit down. So she took everyone aside and she just wanted to approach Mary and was saying, you know what, I'm giving your gift back because one, it wasn't a gift for me. You really offended me by saying that you like my slanted eyes, like what the fuck is wrong with you? That is inappropriate. That is a racist thing to say. And then you called, no, and then Lisa said something. Oh, well, if we're all going to be honest here, like Mary, you called, you called Jen a Mexican thug and all this shit. And then everyone's attacking Mary because she says some fucked up shit that she's not aware of like holy crap and it just got crazy I mean honestly you knew that it wasn't going to be a positive meetup with these ladies at the side of the party we all knew that it was going to be all fucked up but it was so great I loved the moments now we find out that Jenny only knew that the shoes were for Jen because Lisa opened up her fucking mouth to tell her. See, like, that's what I'm saying. Lisa's a flip-flopper. She's going to go to whatever is going to bode well for her. I'm only saying bode because in this past episode, (laughs) Meredith said that to Lisa, and she's like, no, you're coming to attacking me, and it's not boding well for me. So that's why it's coming up frequently. I'm so sorry. Whenever Mary said the slanted eyes comment, all the women were like, that's fucked up, whatever. But the thing is, Meredith, she didn't really come to an agreeable stance with the ladies on that. I think she said something like, well, you know what? Maybe to her she felt this way, but maybe not to, you know, she was making excuses of what she was doing, which was fucked up. And I was surprised that she would do that. And that's why I'm saying, is Meredith scared of Mary that she could potentially do something to her? I don't know. I don't know but I want to know. So the ladies get on their confessional and they're like, you know what? If it would have been any other woman, Meredith would have been like, that's fucked up. You don't do that. But she didn't do that with Mary. It's very interesting. Telling. What's it telling? I'm not sure. 
But then we see Meredith, she's coming in and she's saying, you know what? I'm so disappointed with all of you women that are talking about Jen behind her back and you're not being genuine and then you're doing one thing behind her back and then to her face, like stop being fake. I can't be a friend to Jen right now because I'm so hurt. And she's like going back to the Brooks thing, like, holy fuck, close that book already. I'm done with it. Then Lisa comes in afterwards and says that Mary lied about what Lisa said about Jen going to jail. So then it's like a he said, she said, not he said, but a she said, she said, she said game. And then Mary can't deal with it. She's like, all right, bye. I'm not dealing with this. Meredith goes to run and follow her. No, come back. And then Lisa runs after Mary to talk it out. But that's weird because they're talking it out when Whitney's trying to thank her fucking guests for being there to support her for Wild Rose. Like, that is all types of shit show. But it was so great. Only a 45-minute, no, maybe like 50-minute episode. Divine. Now, (laughs) read the room, Mary and Lisa. You probably shouldn't be having this conversation at this lovely little lunch party. Okay, it's not the proper time. And then the whole Mexican thug comment came up. Mary didn't say that. That's what she's saying. Now, at the end of the episode, though, this was, uh, this is like a shake my head moment. Like, what the fuck, Mary? She's like, well, you know, you have the helicopter, Homeland Security, you know, all these things that were a part of Jen's arrest. I mean, you know, I don't speak like that with Mexican thug. I don't do that. But you have all these people part of this whole thing with Jen's arrest. I mean, it it has to be the cartel. It has to be the cartel. What the fuck, Mary Cosby? That, uh, and that's how the episode ends. Like, that was the most bizarre thing I've ever heard. And, you know, I think it is really true that Mary Cosby is in a whole nother world that is not reality. And I don't know if any person on this earth would really ever be uh, welcomed into her reality. I, I mean, it's just, it's very bizarre. So that was quite an episode. I am excited for the upcoming because it seems as if Jen and Lisa are about to go at it on the bus. I mean, I've seen Lisa yell and shit, and obviously Jen. I mean, Jesus, that's her, like, full-time job at this point. But I've never seen Lisa go on such a defense where she literally is about to, you know, slug, for lack of a better word, uh, Jen on the bus. So we will have to see on that. I'm excited. <sighs> Salt Lake City, fucking yes. I am loving it, loving it, loving it. Shams Heather Debro, I could do without you. Honestly, I could do without the whole OC anymore. Maybe just get a new city. I maybe OC is done. Kelly, what the fuck? Kelly Dodd's doing a lot of shit with her fucking husband with her podcast. She obviously does some sort of like analysis of each OC episode. I have not listened to any of them, but she apparently has a lot to say. Shocker there. But yeah, I'm totally, I'd be fine if they let go of OC. Let's do a new city. I mean, fuck it. Why don't you do Real Housewives of New Orleans? That would be fucking amazing. Or the Real Housewives of, you know what would be cool? Do some Real Housewives in like a fucking state that no one would ever think of. Just like they did with Salt Lake City. Maybe somewhere in Montana. Maybe even South Dakota. I mean... You never know. I thought that Salt Lake was going to be shitty, but it is number one in my book right now with all the shows that are on television on Bravo. So 
With that, Yins guys, thank you so much for listening <laughs> to the first 2022 episode. I love Yins guys so much, and I'm so thankful that Yins guys come and listen to the show. I'm thankful that you guys tell your peeps, and if you don't tell your peeps, come on, man, tell your peeps. We want to spread this show out as far as we can. So follow me on Instagram at Bravo Yinzer. Yinzer spelled Y-I-N-Z-E-R and follow us at Believe Podcasts and at Believe Pop Culture. That's Believe, B-L-E-A-V. Please rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your audio. Definitely share it with your friends. And uh, yeah, we want to get this bigger and better than it has been. This is my going on my third year right now, and it's just been such a fun journey. And I'm just, I'm always excited to report and rant and uh, a good rant. Not like I fucking hate everyone rant, but uh, again, this is all in good fun. We all know this. It Let's not take it too seriously now. I mean, it's a fucking TV show network. It's supposed to be fun. (sighs) Jesus. Reflecting already, and it's only the first week of January. Holy mama. All right, guys. Well, I hope you have a fabulous week, and I know once... Once we have New Jersey start, that's going to be on what? A Tuesday, I think. I might have to flip around the show a little bit. It might it might go on a different day, but you'll you'll hear that further down the line whenever the show is coming close. So, yins guys have a great week and I shall see yins next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.